But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. I'm your host, Cody Ryan. Obviously, this isn't going to be a usual episode for us, because unfortunately, my co-host is not with me. But I will introduce him now. Everybody give a good hand to uh, my co-host, as always, Bobby Odenkirk. What's up, everyone? Um, uh, We're doing something new this time. Uh, We did an accidental dry run, sort of, when we had Max Rappaport on about a month or two ago. Uh, and he was coming to us from Seattle, uh, and now I am quarantined down the Jersey Shore. We I uh, came down here with my girlfriend's parents before the order went out to not do that. Uh, <laughs> so we're grandfathered in. It's fine. You can't cancel me or yell at me about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're trying out this new uh, podcast recording software so that we can come to you remotely. So we're gonna see how it goes. Um, yeah, I think my mic technically might be better than the ones we usually record with, and yours is, I'm assuming, god awful compared to mine. Um, well, you sound better I, than me, though, so I don't know. So, <laughs> when my last day of work before like the quarantine thing, uh, I asked if I could work from home for the first time. Uh, because I hadn't done it at my new job and I assumed that we'd be getting an order to work from home. So I stole the weirdly nice uh, headsets that they gave us and brought it home, uh, mostly to use for playing video games. But uh, that worked out really nicely because now I can do this. And also, um, I mean, I can do it for work too, but that's the less important thing. Well, you don't really have to phrase it as stole it from work when you're bringing it with you to also do work things. That's probably a phrase you should just avoid going forward when you're doing f- things that are fine. Um, if you want to do right. bad, I'm just stuff, trying to get like street cred. Yeah, this it, is like my it's my version of getting like a teardrop tattoo. Yeah, stealing from that, that I didn't earn. Stealing from work is like the Seinfeld of being cool. Um, you're 30 years behind, dude. Uh, anyway, I'm seizing the means. I'm seizing the means of production. That's how I'm gonna say it. Yeah, the means of production in this case being what I the nickname that I gave my headset. If your if your definition the means of production uh, includes WB Mason, then I really don't think we're on the same path here. Anywho, um, so this episode, like I said, probably not going to be a usual episode for us. It's kind of a catch up for Bobby and I. Uh, obviously, we've talked, but we haven't seen each other in any way because we can't. And the big reality is that. Um, that Bobby is down the shore with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's parents. Uh, I live alone. I have no roommates. So when I go outside, it's usually just for uh, essential things such as picking up prescriptions or going to my um, appointments, which most of which have gone virtual, but I uh, needed to recently go take a test. Uh, The testing center that I went to uh, 
fortunately enough, I guess, was not a coronavirus testing center. So I was in and out in no time. But it was a little baffling to me that in the middle of Center City, Philadelphia, Jefferson like testing centers not being used for coronavirus is weird. But the test result confirmed something that I was afraid of for years, but have made some peace with. And a doctor has finally, you know, said it to me and it has led. You're gay. Well, that has nothing to do with this podcast. No, uh, he said to me, the diagnosis, we've already put in a plan for medication. It's already responded well to the medication that I might be living a better life just for discovering it. But I am, in fact, bipolar. Uh, I was afraid of it because my mother was bipolar. Uh, I saw some of the havoc that it caused on her life. But the good news is I am the milder version. A lot of people don't know there's a bipolar one and a bipolar two. And I happen to be bipolar two. So really. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so first, happy. I want to thank my uh, parents for the genes <laughs> they passed along to me. Um, yeah. So but basically what that means is that. um all that time uh, that I was talking very fast and manically and, um, you know, interrupting Bobby a lot on the podcast, I legitimately was in a manic depression um, and was not uh, aware of it because uh, we had ruled out bipolar and then found out very quickly it was bipolar. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, like I, Obviously, was saying it jokingly, but like, I had, like we we talked about this uh, because we're friends uh, in real life off the microphone. Like, I actually am happy for you that this seems to be a diagnosis that will like it's actually like solid and will lead to a course of treatment that will hopefully help for longer than a couple months. Like a lot of your other stuff has, you know, been a temporary salve. So, I mean sucks to find out that something that you've been fearing is true but if it helps you you know live a better life and stuff like that then it's ultimately good that you know it yeah i mean there's definitely the worry about the stigma and I'm, i want to get into that a little bit more um in a second but i mean we have to talk about just like the straight up street cred just goes up immensely for this podcast um yeah you, you, when you're when you're uh Hitting on girls on Tinder, you can tell them that the song Manic Depression was written about <laughs> right. by Jimi Hendrix. They believe that they're <laughs> probably stupid enough for you to trick into sleeping with you like Barney Stinson. Which brings me to my, my next point. <laughs> um, that That is what I'm worried about. It's just that like, even though the diagnosis and the treatment has actually already made me a better version of myself, you know, just the the name of it. Label. Yeah. Uh, because that's kind of what my mom had to go through. And my dad, I talked about the, the, you know, being told like, ah, she's crazy. She's bipolar. You need to get out of there. Bipolar two is obviously a much milder version, but like, there's still people who think, well, <laughs> I'm at emotional capacity right now. Sorry. I could not <laughs> take your text. Uh, yeah. The issue with, like, a diagnosis of bipolar disorder is that bipolar is, like, one of the mental diseases or 
sick, whatever. I don't know what the correct nomenclature is, but it's one of the things that's like a go-to in pop culture to like explain why someone is crazy, yeah. quote unquote, or off, or like, like if you watch Law and Order SVU or something, and someone's bipolar, it's like okay, immediately they're a suspect because they're bipolar, they're crazy. Yeah, and so like the the fact that it's a well-known thing um makes people think that they know what it is and what they think they know is incorrect and worse than it is and in a lot of ways I think. and it did teach me some things about like the difference between being bipolar one and bipolar two it, it's like these like if you're bipolar one which is the more severe version you're having manic episodes like and they string together and like that there's very like clear signs that you're bipolar one bipolar two to be bipolar two technically you just have to have one episode of depression and one episode of mania in your life and that doesn't really make sense to a lot of people but when it came down to it my doctor tested it and my lithium levels were too low lithium is something that your body naturally produces once i took the lithium i started stabilizing mood it's a mood stabilizer. It's used as an antidepressant. And he said, if we get this mix right, you could coast through the rest of your life. And that that is encouraging. But, you know, I've heard that before. You know, I've heard it with a lot of medication mixes. But there was a very clear just Cody was going down. And if I don't know if it's a blessing in disguise or if it's you know, just, wow, why did it take us so long? But maybe something shitty needed to happen just so I could learn. I don't know, in a way. Because, like, if it, if it just stayed undiagnosed, I just feel like it get worse. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, you, you fear it and you're kind of upset to hear it, but you don't want to shoot the messenger because the messenger is telling you, information that you can then act yeah. on like i don't know i mean obviously i don't know much about bipolar disorder i don't know if that there is a a chemical way that it like gets worse over time if it's untreated but knowing that you have it and being able to then make medication decisions and just have it in the back of your mind when you're going through stuff um can only help yeah, and it's it's still to be written a lot of things, so I guess I'll learn more about it and probably be able to reflect more of it as it kind of feels more real, too. Um, but I, I want to get to both of our experiences of this uh, quarantine, because I don't think uh, you have to have any kind of mental health experience in any way or capacity to now be feeling the stress or the isolation or just, you know, the boredom at the least, you know, of the, this um, quarantine. So Bobby, like you said, you've been down the shore and you've been with a, a few more people than I have, obviously. Um, why don't you start off by talking about like what your quarantine has been like so far? All right. Um, honestly, mine has not been, that bad i feel really lucky um because i do see a lot of people on different social media um 
talking about how it's getting to them and the lack of human contact um, is kind of driving them crazy. And even even if they're not saying it, you can just kind of see the way that people are kind of going off the rails on Twitter and shit like that. Um, whereas I am, I, I do have Isabel and her parents. Um, so I have like a range of different people that I can talk to. Um, I have work, so I'm, I'm still getting paid and I still have stuff to do like during the day. That's not just stew about worst case scenarios uh, and stuff like that. So like for me, the the biggest thing is just like, it's kind of stupid, but like social stuff, like I, I miss going out and like actually getting to blow off steam without like feeling like I'm being judged by the people whose blessing I need to get to like marry my girlfriend, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I feel like I'm always like 15% reserved and I would just like to be 0% reserved, like a little bit just for once. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that being my biggest problem is like, I said like very lucky because that's really not a big deal at all. Yeah. Um, I I'll say from my side, I've probably been bad with the quarantine to start, but I'm doing a lot better, even sacrificing financially a little bit, um, to order things. So I don't go out today. Unfortunately, it was one of those days where I, I just like had to get out of the fucking house and like go get something from Wawa or I was going to scream. Um, but yeah. I, it it kind of goes to an interesting thing for me. And Bobby, even as somebody in a relationship, I think you could at least like answer the question on this. Cause we were talking about it on Twitter today. You know, some people are talking about, Oh, I should have got like a quarantine buddy or something to, you know, stay with some people are, you know, joking. Oh, Twitter got horny. And I remember I was talking to one friend, like, damn, I'm fucking jealous. I should have went back to code ran. And then we decided Code Ran should stay dead forever. Um, and, you know, that even that loneliness has gotten to me. But then another person was like, no, I would totally take this time alone. It's been great. I'm like, you know, doing all of it. So, you know, we're getting a lot of that loneliness. And I kind of threaded about it a little bit um in terms of overall but I, i'm just kind of curious what your answer would be takeaway is from the scenario being a possibility just a random roommate knowing that you're gonna be quarantined for two months who um i think a random roommate would be miserable to live with right now honestly and and see um, that would have been my answer easily to start but as of right now it, it's hard now obviously when i think of roommates though i think back to like college and like sitting on the couch and playing like literally nothing but yeah. mario kart with like a friend so that's what like i'm still kind yeah. of picturing if it, if it was friends then like that would be great like i i was actually doing like a um house party hangout which is like a zoom type video chat app with uh, my friends from college. And we were talking about like, can you imagine if we were up at Penn state right now, quarantined together? Like we had, we had had a plan to 
do a quarantine weekend where we no one was allowed to leave and we never got around to it we were like this would just be that and we would just be getting fucking tanked every single night and like playing like mario kart and watching tangled over and over again and it would kick ass so like i think it can be good or bad like if you think that there's stuff about your friends or your significant other that would drive you crazy like i know that a lot of people in China got out of quarantine and immediately filed for divorce because they're like, "All right, that was uh, <laughs> plenty for the rest of my life." Yeah. That but I mean, I would, I would be cool with that, and I am very happy quarantining with his and her parents. But doing it with like a random like Craigslist roommate that I'm not friends with, I think would be absolutely horrible. Yeah, that's a that's a recipe for a murder. Maybe with a random no, with a friend I should have, I think. Um, and and we were just talking about it, and then there's a, a couple of us, I mean myself included, that like to to be perfectly honest, like I was talking about on the podcast, you know, at one point I was looking into the pie lifestyle. I, I stopped doing that. I was looking for very much so a, you know, monogamous relationship for a potential marriage partner. My life, I don't know, something opened up in me and I wanted to look for that. And it didn't really like materialize anything. And then, you know, something that I can't talk about on the podcast just yet because I'm not comfortable with it, you know, but related a little bit to the bipolar disorder, like, you know, you know, put a complete halt to that. I did not go into the quarantine thinking, oh man, I should have found love. But like <laughs> quarantine is the ultimate cuffing season. Yeah. But like now that I'm here, like I've heard other people say it and it's hard for me to even be like, come on, don't say those things because it's like, I feel that like, you know, it, like I think the biggest thing for me is just like, you know, we're so good at attributing what's happening outside to ourselves. Like we're the best generation at blaming ourselves for everything. And right now being lonely during the coronavirus is like saying, Jesus Christ, I fucking failed to like get someone to sit into on a fucking couch with me for two months. But it's not that, that way your life plan doesn't, care for fucking pandemics it, it's like you you, you yeah. should you should be nice to yourself the fact that a fucking pandemic happened and worrying about oh god like what what did i do wrong but i get it because you know like i'm even on the dating apps right now and they're kind of dead and why wouldn't they be oh yeah i'm sure like where you i mean you make this joke about yourself like i'm not worth uh Risking coronavirus ever, but like, who is? But I, I made like, that joke back when it was still like people. Yeah, when the quarantine was like less serious. When they were like, <laughs> oh, it's it's suggested that you stay inside. It was like, which to be honest, Philadelphia kind of screwed up a little bit because fucking Mayor Kenny wanted to like keep making money. But um, that's another thing. Uh, Trump called uh, Pennsylvania federal disaster so that was great but well did he say that as an insult because i thought that he just declared it a state he, of emergency he, so that we could get resources he declared a state of emergency and he did end up helping us but the reality is he's the whole reason where we were behind 
they we didn't jump in cases because the cases jumped. They just started testing. They put a center city in a Citizens Bank Park testing center. I think yesterday was the first day that that testing center was uh, operational in Center City because I saw them putting it together and people finally getting tested. And all of a sudden, we have 4,000 more cases than we had the day before. No, we just finally started testing. Exactly. I mean, that's we've been saying that about the entire country. Yeah, but he called called Pennsylvania a federal disaster. All right. Well, he's a dickhead. He's he's a federal disaster. (laughs) But but no, but it's like all this shit's going on. And like, literally, it... It does suck, but like everybody who is inside right now is doing exactly what they they should do, and yeah. it sucks because I'm even one of those people who's like, man, I I wish I had somebody right now, but like I gotta stop feeling like a failure for doing the thing that is actually right, you know? Yeah, it's just weird that like it's it fucks with your head that the best action that you can take is doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't... For example, and maybe this is a particular thing to me, but, like, the reason that I don't really watch that many movies or TV shows anymore is because I always want to be engaged by something. So I will, like, mindlessly play Call of Duty or, like, MLB The Show or NHL, whatever like that, just to be doing something. Because I feel as though... I'm taking part in it. And the for the quarantine, you have to do the exact opposite of that all the time. Like the most simulation that you can get, like the very most is playing a video game or like watching yeah. a movie. And so even though you're doing what you're supposed to do, you, you just have this like feeling of, I don't know, like a little bit of jitteriness. Yeah. like. I wish that I could be doing more, and then I think that gets converted into like, well, what if I worry about it? Maybe, maybe worrying about it and thinking about the worst case scenarios will help well, now, even though like obviously that's not going to happen. And so I think that that's what we even talked about in terms of like the brain. The brain is designed to solve problems. So like, if your brain is going in any way, like during a time when you're supposed to be doing nothing, then your brain is actually counterproductive. Um, but I, I found myself so out of rhythm with eating and sleeping now because it's just like every day is blending together. And I took a really bad, um, you know, uh, self-esteem hit, you know, last month. And I feel like I recovered from it now, but it was just like, it was really hard to be like, cause I, you, you know, Bobby, I was basically self-isolating first. And then we got quarantined. Yeah. And it was like, fuck. So I've been inside already. You were ahead of the game, but you probably haven't, like, touched another human being yeah. in two months. So, like, it, and it's not to say that, like, oh, I need to get laid or something like that. Like, that's not at all what I mean. It, I don't care about sex, like, right now. It, and, and the thing is, I also am not going to marry the next person that I see out there when i like like get fucking released whether that's end of april or end of 2022 um but like it it does make you think like back to like all of your like 
connections and all the times that you thought you had something. And it, it's a dangerous place to be. And I'm glad I don't have any alcohol to like drunk text people or some shit right now because this is a terribly <laughs> horny time for people. And I'm not horny, but I do feel that like fucking Christ, like wouldn't it have just been better if you came over and hung out and then like, and you think about it and you're like, but yeah, we would have sex. And it's like, I want to be your friend, but we're going to be inside for two fucking months and we're two attractive people. I don't know. I'm just upset you picked his over me, Bobby, obviously. It does. It kind of does sound like you wish you had like a quarantine. I, I do, but <laughs> I, I also had a friend it's, that it's... like literally had to leave mid quarantine to go to Washington. What? Oh, that's a terrible, Bobby. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm getting yelled at for. What did I do wrong? <laughs> I have too many. You got sneakers. too many sneakers. That's the real problem with quarantine. <laughs> I don't know. And it, no, I it, I just yeah. like I I guess I'm glad I'm not alone in it, but it's like I don't know, and it's different because like I know like uh, some of our female friends are like yeah like people like hit on me and stuff, and I'm like I'm not hitting on my fucking friends, uh, and I don't want to hit on anybody right now in the quarantine just like and be like I'll see you in a month. Like, I literally just want to wait until the quarantine's over, but it's just, it's a fucking month of sitting yeah, there by like, yourself. I mean, peop- the, like, Democratic establishment and Republican politicians and shit are, up until today, they're, got back to the talking point of, like, we need to reopen the economy, and we can't have this on pause, <sighs> it's going to be disastrous and shit like that, but, like, I feel like, I feel like not only like the economy, but interpersonal relationships are kind of at a pause. Like I have no interest in like making a new friend right now, <laughs> like during quarantine. I, I, I'm just kind of just going to ride it out, hoping to stay exactly the same, hoping to not gain too much weight, hoping to not like fuck anything up. Just try to come out of this exactly the same as I went into it. And then I can start my life back up after we get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, you do have that scenario where like, uh, well, you know, you're with your girlfriend and your girlfriend's parents, but that's not where you want to be either. And it's like, we're all in this situation. And some of us do have better advantageous positions where we have, you know, like the, the jobs, uh, that you can work from home and some of us have already been laid off and or at least furloughed or you know like that so it's it's really difficult right now to really tune into the world because it's just sadness yeah. and it I mean that's that's part of what I mean by just trying to ride it out and stay the same like no one no one's getting good news right now, really. I'm sure some people are like finding out they're pregnant or something like that. The but good like, news right now, for the most part, you're, you're, <laughs> for the for the uh, yeah. But like for the most part, if if there's a change in your work status, it's you're you're probably not getting a, a raise and you know a promotion. So if if you can just ride it out and like stay where you are and keep getting paid and stuff like that, like everything staying the same for you is a win. 
And that's, that's my mindset right now, because as you're saying, like so much of what people are going through right now is not a win. It's, it's uncertainty. It's, it's tough times. It's, um, politically like the, the most disheartening thing for me is seeing how few, like how many people aren't being radicalized by it at all. And who are hoping that the political system comes out the other the same way. And it's just like, can you see everything that's happening? See mortgage freezes, but not rent freezes. See all these, um, contractors and people that make their money off tips and don't have like a steady, steady paycheck. How can you see all of the shitty things happening to those people? And you're just like, all right, uh, what we just need to do is ride this out and then we can go back to the status quo, which everyone knows and loves. It's just like completely makes me feel. Yeah. And it's so stupid that literally what's the first thing that happened. It was socialism for corporations. The thing that Bernie pointed out, he bailed out the corporations first. That's what his first thought was. Which, and then my- <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that phrasing because that's not, I mean, that the implication of that is that socialism is bad because it's well, happening no. for corporations when, what it actually is, is like our current system working as it. No, that's what Bernie called it. Like, he called it corporate socialism. And that's what he said. It was like bad. Like he's like, so he, it shouldn't work for corporations just, like that. Like the government. I, know. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just think. I think people need to realize every single thing that government does is socialism. Like it, it's the govern the fucking military socialism. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like the phrasing. I you disagree like- with the way that Bernie. I don't. I disagree with the way that Bernie phrased that. I think that it paints socialism. Like that's not what socialism I, I is. Get it. Socialism by nature applies. I get it. To- it's a bad faith application, but you get the point though. Still, it's like you know to even get the the stimulus checks. Like there are so many like fucking different like little things that you had to check off, but they made it just like a unified like take whatever you want slush fund for the house. Yeah, and they made it even worse than it even originally looks in the bill because – and I don't fully understand this, but apparently – so it's $500 billion for the stimulus slush fund, right? Apparently $4.25 billion of that is able to be leveraged 10 times over by the Fed. So that means that there's effectively $5 trillion that Trump and by way of Steven Nuchin can dole out to what? whoever they want. And oh my yeah. God. And because um, of the way the bill's structured and like there's all right. Well, we there's like, there's like nominal um, oversight and restrictions on well, businesses, yeah. but they're like not, not big enough to matter. So, it's $5 trillion with only like a six month limit on laying people off and no house oversight. So it's basically if Trump and Steve Mnuchin like you, your business gets money. If not, uh, you're fucked. And it's it just a, an enormous transfer of wealth to the 
or not of wealth, but of power to the executive branch when there's fucking Donald Trump holding the executive branch. Like it's so bad. Yeah. It's crazy how bad. And I think our recession just started today. Um, I'm willing to put a bet down that, uh, as we record right now, March 31st, 2020, that this will be the highest the S and P 500 is for another six to 18 months. Uh, I think by those puts, baby, the recession has just kicked into place. Um, Usually in a recession, what do you see? You see a drop, you see a slight correction, and then the bottom falls out. What did we have? Yeah, what did we just have? Correction. Yeah. And it looks like it went really bad yeah, today a, for U.S. stocks. April's, yeah, April's going to be so did. terrible. Yeah. I mean, even um, Trump just in the last couple hours adjusted his get back to work time frame for – he pushed it back for – a full month. So it's not Easter now. And he said the next two weeks prepare for it to be really, really bad. And if he's saying that after the way that he's handled everything yeah. else, um, it's probably going to be, it, I'm, I'm assuming that what he means is the economy. Cause that's yeah. the thing that he cares about, but it'll probably be, you know, uh, the economy and mass death. The going estimation is that, uh, the U S will see deaths that of citizens, that exceed Korea and Vietnam combined. The conflicts that we had. So, of our of our soldiers that yep. in those conflicts. Okay, uh, I don't honestly. My brain can't. I don't know if the, yeah. I don't know the if those are for stuff were like as that, big as like, like necessarily you know obviously a World War Two, but that's that still puts in yeah, a little bit like, of perspective. Like some of those people though that lived through Vietnam and were like. Talk about like Cold War and socialism. Like, I just saw a fucking line outside of a Whole Foods. Like, if we were so afraid of the bread lines, like, I know it's not Trump's fault, but they're fucking happening, man. I don't know. I think Russia might have just fucking sucked in the 70s, 80s, and then um, that dude with the thing on his head. Yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't fucking know. know what happened to Russia. I don't, I'm not gonna pretend to know everything about socialism. I'm not gonna pretend to be right. You know, I maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Biden's the answer, but, um, Considering the fact that it's either one rapist or another, I think we can set our rapist cap at zero. So, yeah, that I mean, that is an, two of the things that have driven me the most insane. I think in the primary cycle have been happening in the last couple of days. Where the one is, um, there's a woman who said yesterday that Joe Biden has a, a ton of rapes to do to catch up yeah, to Donald Trump. That was disgusting. So it's like, all right, so that. The, the mere fact of being a rapist doesn't matter now. We have to debate the degrees because... We, and there's even art... Because you like Joe Biden and don't like Bernie Sanders and like to pretend that there's not another option right I've now. I've seen people deny that he's and then, hair. And, and then a lot of people... That shit. <laughs> yeah. And then like Simone Sanders and stuff like that are um, deleting tweets about Brett Kavanaugh because it'll make them <laughs> look like hypocrites if they have that and then just support Joe Biden. So they're just like, you know what? All that Kavanaugh stuff is, is actually Did fine. They delete? <laughs> that's, that's what our answer is. They delete all the day. tweets about telling everybody to go out and vote in Florida. That all the people that are no. now uh, fact, testing positive in, in a community that is mostly uh, senior citizens. That was, Oh my God, dude. And that was people piling on, um, 
Osprey, Joy yeah. Gray. And then people are doing that again today because uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris said uh, that no one should have to pay for coronavirus treatment. And Bree said, so should, does that mean people should have to pay for cancer treatment? Like, and no, she said diabetes. Kamala Harris's mom. She, didn't even, she diabetes said diabetes and cancer. No, but like, said, it was like she, she was she trying to make di- like an yeah. o- overall point of like serious disease. Yes, of common things. And apparently the thing that everyone has to know is that Kamala Harris's mom died of cancer, which is tragic, but there's no fucking reason to yeah. know that. And then, like, like, the lady followed it up, though, with, like, and then this proves that their point doesn't make any sense. And it was like, that's called a fallacy. And it's just like, it was, a, it was me yeah. and a bunch yeah. of other people who have lost a parent just responding with, all right, well, then I'm allowed to respond. Um, this is terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like, no one fucking knows how Kamala Harris is... I didn't know if... Uh, if you said, does, does Kamala Harris have a mom? I would be like, you know, 80% she probably had yeah. a mom. <laughs> like, let alone... Like, even that, she, even that she existed and was raised by at least one woman, I would have no idea. Let alone... That she died, yeah, or how I, she died, and th- it's completely fucking in- like everyone. Everyone knows someone who's died of cancer. That means that you can never say anything to anyone about healthcare because yeah. everyone's ha- knows someone that died of cancer or something else. Everyone knows someone that yeah. has died some way, so you're not allowed to talk about anything with them. It's completely yeah. She's even like her tone is like angry. I'm like, it's Twitter. How do you know her tone? It's words. <laughs> Yes, and also that is part of what people like about Bernie and his people is that they're angry because they should fucking be angry because so much of this stuff is such bullshit. I'm not even that angry anymore. I think we're just going to sweep them out of the fucking positions. Every single senator is getting primaried. I don't think they're going to fall out. I think the DNC will throw everything they can at it, but they don't have enough. I know someone's trying... Someone's trying to primary yeah. Pelosi. Thank God. Somebody's uh, even primarying uh, Lindsey Graham, but I don't know if that already went down. Someone's primarying uh, Rashida Tlaib. Well, like annoying. 10 people are primarying AOC. It's com- like, there's so much going on right now that reveals how completely hypocritical and craven the democratic establishment is like Rashida Taleb is legitimately progressive which is something that like the democratic party is supposed to be she's in a safe blue district and so you're apparently not to like primary supposed to primary people that are safe so you can like keep some yeah. continuity and shit and they're just like uh, uh you know everything that we ever said actually doesn't matter because she Wants people to get health care, and we're not really yeah. about that. <laughs> well, I made it about politics again because we still hate the world. Um, I know not to, dude. What the fuck yeah. else is on right My now? My brain we can't just turns sports. like the page of just like what's next? What's next? Yeah, is his parents watch the news like every day? And I don't know how they do it. Like my uncle does that. There's nothing. There's nothing to learn. You just I, it's like the, if you're watching the news right now, the only thing that you want to do is get mad, I, which I which I understand. Like, 
how many times have I put in our group chat? Like, who wants to get mad right now? But, my dad, my dad used to watch local news as I was a kid, and like things weren't even like that serious as a kid. And he'd be like, oh, "I'm just watching for the weather," and I'm like, "They do a small weather update 15 minutes in, and the real weather update 45 minutes in. Everything else is a murder in Philadelphia or Pence, like <laughs> Wilmington." Why the fuck would you watch this? What about this makes you feel better in any way? I couldn't imagine being informed about a murder even like 10 feet to a thousand feet to 10 miles away from me and think I can react in any way. If there's multiple murders in my area, yes, please let me know. But if it's a one-off murder, like even like the Citizen app, I'm like a little afraid to have sometimes because I'm like, isn't that just going to make me more paranoid about going outside? <laughs> yeah like i don't want to downplay the importance of local news especially as it's like continues to get gutted over the last couple of decades and it, it's not really a money maker and I, I think televised local news probably is um like yeah. six abc's local newscast probably makes some money my dad in advertising watched, my dad which is part of the issue but like <laughs> yeah it's like if it bleeds yeah, it yeah. leads right like you watch it to you watch local news to hear about local people that are dying, or you watch Trump to get mad at how much of an idiot buffoon he is and how mean he is to White yeah. House reporters or whatever, and how he contradicts Dr. Some Fauci. bakery burned down. And it's it's not. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like local news is important if it keeps you informed about things that matter to you, like. If someone's being a slumlord and evicting people, or if someone is running for office on a meaningful platform, or if a politician is corrupt in some or way, or if they're like, giving out like free tacos, that is actually that stuff is way more. Yes, yeah, honestly, yeah, that is way more important to more people in like a given area that would tune into a local news broadcast than a murder in one neighborhood is. Like, not to downplay murder or the cost of human life or whatever like that but like the stuff is just not informative like televised news is it, it it continues to exist by inertia because any news that you actually need to know you can get in the moment online from twitter or even from facebook and so more than ever news is entertainment and this is not a novel point but it's just I think that this more than anything else in our lifetimes illustrates how. And I will counter you and play devil's advocate. This is the time people want to watch the news the most. Well, yeah, that no, 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 not watch the news. I'm not, not saying like to stay informed. I mean, through this medium, because if you're on Twitter you're reading and you're scrolling and reading horrible things and you're refreshing and waiting. And when you, when I watched like CNN, like even during the primaries, we were doing good. I felt better watching CNN than I did checking Twitter because like somebody was filling that time and like they were looking at other things. And I, I felt like even though I didn't necessarily care, like they were still like distracting me. Now it's like you're getting delivered the news by a person. Chris Cuomo just got diagnosed. He's. Yeah. I think that part of what it is, is that even if you don't acknowledge it as much as you should, 
like you know that your social media like your twitter feed is for most people it is like a bubble like that was part of why we actually started watching uh broadcasts during the primaries as well because all that i would see on twitter would be people celebrating about all the districts that bernie's winning and then i turn on the news and i'm like wait he's fucking tied with rat boy like how the fuck did that happen and it's because I'm seeing the people celebrating the good news and yeah. not talking about the bad news. And newscasters have their own agenda and bubble and news programs do as well. But it feels more informative and less biased if someone else is picking picking that agenda and bubble than if it's your own self-curated one, I think. Because you are finding out stuff that you wouldn't find out otherwise yeah if that makes sense i think we need to move on to our our probably last and most important topic of the night um recently on neurotica uh we put out a poll of which one of us is the cutest um and the results uh i'll actually pull it up um so we have the official results i don't know if you think you noticed this twitter is going to decimal points now on these fucking polls like anybody cares well, they should because uh, I've seen true. a bunch end in ties, and, and they're not like, even. I, I I know that there's an, I know yeah. there's an odd number of votes here. Yeah. So okay, won. that that's fair, <laughs> but I do think it's kind of funny, like to think any like Twitter poll is actually like matter that much. All right, so here here's how the poll ended. Bobby, you won the poll of seventy four votes. You had thirty nine point two percent. Hell yeah, baby! In, in second place, like to hear. came the logo. Twenty-four point three percent. It's a great uh, yeah, logo. Yeah, so River gets river. those delegates. I came third, but still respectful at twenty point three percent. Tony, unfortunately, tried to drop out and pledge himself to the logo. I don't know if that swung any votes that way. But that's not how Twitter polls work at all. Um, he got sixteen point two percent votes. Still viable. Still viable. So delegates. Um, I I don't know why we're talking about viability because I don't know what the next question is at all. But I just want to say, if you're one of the people who voted for me and you honestly think I'm cute, DMs are open. Um. I was I was just put up the poll as a joke. I don't even know how the hell it became a thing. Uh, I I was like seeing if I could just rustle up like any like like in, engagement, and a lot of people did. And I was like, what the fuck? Why do you people care about this? Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I first checked, I was you had, in last place. You didn't have votes really for a while, and then is tweeted, <laughs> and then you shot to the lead. But me and Tony were watching each other, like, like, and I took over against Tony, and then the logo shot in front of me and Tony, and me and Tony were just fighting to not be last. It is a good logo. It's a good logo. Um, yeah, I don't but know. What's, that was- so. That was fun, but only only because I won. If I had lost, I'm just, I would have thought it was stupid. But I think it really matters and speaks. I'm to just saying, mindset. like four, 14 to fifteen <laughs> people voted for me. So I think it's fifteen people voted for me. And if you you are uh, um, female, uh, you can DM me at Streamed Hams. 
I'll explain that in a second too. <laughs> yes, Cody is more likely to go on a date with you if you use your Amazon Prime. No, that's not what I meant. Did not on, say that on streamed hams. But is, I'm the only one single. We didn't push this hard enough. Bobby got a push from the establishment. <laughs> I voted for the so logo. Um, <laughs> I, I think Tony was the only person <laughs> actually like advocating for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I I I actively selfish I actually, shows you shows you uh, the way that some people only look out for I themselves actively, in times of crisis. Really I disappointing stuff I from Tony. I was just I was just dismayed that I couldn't get closer to the logo. I never thought I'd beat the logo. Yeah, I needed I, that one. Probably less, probably less than you did. Yeah, I I need so all win. If anyone wants to throw, like, I don't need yeah. money or anything. Just throw, like, a card or something through my door that says, like, uh, Cody, you don't suck. Um, nah, that sounds lame. Don't do that. Don't write a letter. All right. So, Cody Cody wants you to yeah. throw a brick through his window. Yeah, I live. Um, hey, Bobby, what's your address? Oh, it's uh nine one one your mother's butt avenue. It's weird considering you know my address, you just said it. Okay, it docks me. One, two, three, fake street. Uh <laughs> wait, wait, where are you staying right now? What's the name of the just make up a street name for this, this beautiful <laughs> island locale you're on? Bobby's actually on a yacht. Um It's true. Uh I'm on Danville's Arian Boulevard. <laughs> so stupid, man. Okay, all right. There's there's nothing good that could come from us being on recording together anymore. Our brains are melting. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. everybody's staying safe. Please wash your hands. Yeah, there's like it's it, it feels like there's a lot to talk about, but the fact that literally the entire world is stopped means that there's not yeah. all that much to talk about. So just like every other just like every other podcast, this is going to be a COVID nineteen themed podcast for it yeah weeks, i mean probably. and also we're, we'll try to you know keep some kind of positive energy but we're also um on our podcast we're gonna do plugs now you know it's always our last but i wanted to actually plug something that we're gonna do through neurotica um we're gonna show you a little bit of some of our beginnings um we already today unlocked some of our episodes back from my podcast called bear garden shuffle that shares the same soundcloud um, soon Bobby will uh, share some of his favorite classes, boring and other articles that he's written onto our feed as well. And I've even reached out to Tony and said to Tony, if there's anything you'd like, although Tony's uh, projects are a little harder to get because they're usually videos that get taken offline. But um, as we try to, you know, put out more episodes like this, this seems to work pretty well. We'll also try to, you know, highlight some other fun things we do. We'll do community game nights through my Twitch. Um, and my Twitch right now is my main source of contacting me directly. Uh, I'm at streamed hams, just like the steamed hams and Simpsons with an R for streamed. It's for my Twitch account mostly, but it's still the same old Cody with a little bit of Twitch, but I'm taking out the too much anger. I'm taking out the starting Holy Wars and I'm twitching about twice a day right now. Cause my life's boring. Uh, Bobby, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that I will be on the Twitch as well, playing 
Call of Duty Warzone, among other things. Um, so tune in when I'm on especially, but at all other times as well. Uh, I actually wrote something for the first time in a while last week uh, called Give Unto Death, What Belongs to Death, or That Which Belongs to Death, uh, which is like a satire about, you know, the politicians trying to reopen the economy and just being like, you know what, people are going to die, so what? It's just going to happen regardless, so who are we to uh, just try to make it. it not happen? So read that. I'm going to, yeah. So read that, share that. Uh, I thought it was pretty decent, obviously, because I read it. Uh, and I'm going to try to do some more writing um, since I, I'm going to have so much free time. So Yeah, yeah and check maybe out we'll Plus even Point. try to find a way that, um, you know, if we can maybe get our video feeds both on Twitch somehow and do like a live episode that's live away from home or something like that. Uh Definitely things to look to, but yeah, follow us at twitch.tv slash coderan. It's mostly going to be me playing games, but Bobby's going to jump in, especially uh, now because I don't know if Bobby, even if you notice, the GameCube's set up to stream. Yeah, I saw you played uh, yes, sir. Simpsons the other day. So when I get back, we're definitely playing. Hell yeah. Some, uh, so you guys stage. are going to see some uh, me and Bobby competitions and uh, tournaments, but. I might do some um, sports games myself over the next few days to just uh, give people, you know, something to watch. But you can check out my Twitch anytime. There's plenty of videos, and I might just be live. Follow me. Put in notifications. And if you have an Amazon Prime membership, uh, no. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free (laughs) Twitch Prime membership. It's apparently a bitch to sign up for, but you only have to do it once. You sub to me. It's free for you, but then they pay me like $2.38. It's basically a way to tax Jeff Bezos because there's no way I'm helping his business. So do that. Yeah. Yep. All right. And yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining off. us on our first Bye ever. Um, what is this anchor? An- an- anchor call. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, anchor. anchor FM. Be our sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>